You gotta Bill. have a Skarsgård. Bill. Every movie's gotta have at least one now. <laughs> That's <laughs> there's, a requirement. There's 14 Skarsgård actors, and they got a monopoly on, on the Swede castings in Hollywood. <laughs> Poor Swedish actors that aren't a Skarsgård. I know, you ain't getting any work. <laughs> Good luck in Hollywood. What's your last name? Not Skarsgård? Get you, out of are here! You, are you six foot three? <laughs> oh, sorry. Not quite blonde. Not quite too blonde! <laughs> <laughs> Not quite blonde, are you? <laughs> Hello, movie friends. Welcome back to Raiders of the Lost Podcast. Let's react to all the Super Bowl movie trailers. And there were quite a few that played during the Super Bowl with little 30-second ads telling you basically to go watch the full trailer online because it cost about $67 million just to have a 30-second ad on the Super Bowl this year in 2023. That is absolutely absurd. That's crazy. I remember when a, a million was like a big deal. And you get like a minute. Yeah, for a, but to, that makes sense because uh, the first trailer that I saw during the game was, I think it was Indy 5, mm -hmm. and it said, it was a great little... 30 second spot but I was expecting a full trailer and then it said watch the trailer online then I was like oh they didn't want to pay the full one minute fee which was probably going to be close to 15 million and it's really interesting they all marketed it the same way as calling it the big game trailer the trailer for the big, big game, game spot big, big game, game spot they, every single studio and entertainment company had the same exact marketing big they, game spot they're probably told I guess by the who is it, NBC, or I mean Fox, to I'm sure, call it the yeah. big game spot. I'm sure Fox maybe wanted to have some kind of cohesion between them all. And I bet you, yeah. in terms of metadata for search results, it, it specifies it and it makes it stand out against just Super Bowl because there's so many Super Bowl trailers and commercials. It's, I, I'm guessing it's a good way to stand out in Google search engines and on YouTube. Oh, absolutely. That's a great point. Also, so... I, there are probably, what, seven or eight trailers, plus a couple that played after. And a couple of the trailers weren't movie trailers. They're, like, fun little movie, like, advertisements. Like, yeah. the, the Ant-Man with Heineken was a little fun. The Super Mario Bros. was hilarious. Like, the plumbing company, like, the cheesy ad. Yeah, it was, that was really funny. I love the music. And you can actually call that phone number, and it will really be Mario and Luigi answering the phone. Like, like like voiceover and it's really cute how they they made it look it was like i was expecting an ad but i like how they did something different especially for the super bowl to do something memorable and not just do what everyone else is doing so it was very smart and very clever by that team so we'll just go through these like one by one but also there was no oppenheimer trailer and there was no the little mermaid trailer which i was pretty surprised by i thought we were definitely going to get a little mermaid trailer here yeah, I suspect that maybe they don't think it's ready yet. Maybe the CGI needs some some more work, or maybe they wanted to rework the trailer. Uh, it was kind. Of, it must have been a last minute pull because this was announced weeks ago that it would play during the Super Bowl, and a lot of people are looking forward to seeing it. So it comes out relatively soon. I thought it was odd that they didn't they didn't play the trailer. Maybe Bob Iger was like still trying to save some money. <laughs> <laughs> well, they did have uh, the celebrating 100 years of Disney yeah. trailer spot, which was pretty cool to see the history of their film entertainment department, which was you know so many classics and so many modern films that we love so much. So they they did that instead, but clearly, yeah, Iger's trying to save money. He's like, if we can save seven million on a thirty second spot at the Super Bowl, we are saving seven million. Yeah, that's my guess. The trailer did link online though, and it's covered in watermarks, but it and it's extremely low quality. But it's it seems to be the trailer that they had planned in store. And I watched uh, I watched it. I was oh really? Just, I was just so curious. I was like, this is probably fake. And I was like, oh no, this is actually looks like it's legit and the real thing, a real leak. But is it yeah. like a recording of a screen? 
Yes. Is it like really yeah. bad quality? I'll horrible, wait until, I, until it comes quality. off real. <laughs> With a bunch of text all over the screen. Just watermarks all over it. So don't, don't watch it. Wait for the real thing. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, let's get into these. Obviously, probably the biggest and most important that we saw was The Flash. This is the movie that's been delayed and delayed and postponed and reshoots and controversy. And now we know it's going to restart the DCU going forward for James Gunn and Safran and their plan for the next 10 years. What's his five-year plan? Don't die. (laughs) (laughs) So their 10-year plan for the DCU is going to kick off with, obviously, all these DC movies that are already scheduled are coming out, Shazam, Aquaman 2. But then The Flash is the big jump start, the big reset button. The button, yeah. And I have not been sold on this movie ever because of all these controversies and reshoots. And I understand, I think Andy Muschietti is a terrific director and what he did with It was phenomenal and a game-changer in the horror genre. This first, I saw the poster last week with Barry in the Bat Cave with Michael Keaton's back symbol above him with the moonlight pouring in. I was like, okay, <laughs> my curiosity is peaked again. <laughs> and then the trailer was excellent. I wasn't totally sold in the first like 10, 15 seconds of it, but as soon as you saw Keaton as Batman, I just got so giddy and excited. I didn't think I'd feel that because. I love Michael Keaton as Batman, but he's really like not even maybe not my top three for Batman, but maybe, still great to see him. Great to see him. You yeah. know, we grew up with Keaton as bat as Batman. He was I'm Batman, like he was the guy forever until Christian Bale really changed it. And now it's like whatever generation you are, that's your Batman. But as soon as I saw Michael Keaton, he said the line, he's like, "Yeah, I'm Batman." I was like, "Oh yeah, let's <laughs> go." I felt the juices flowing. We went through a, a weird Batman phase when we were kids because it was like a shuffling door of Batman. And Bruce Wayne. Every two years was so new. Yeah, so it was. It, it, I always, even those were those were coming out as a kid. I always thought of Michael Keaton as like the Batman. Yeah. But then obviously I fell in love with Christian Bale's Batman in the Nolan films. So that's that's I think it, everybody knows is my favorite Batman and Bruce Wayne. So I'm, but I'm very happy to see Michael Keaton back in action. He only got two films, even though they both did really well and were re- well received. They never made a third one. I'm not exactly sure why. But I think he's a phenomenal actor, just regardless. And so it's great to have him back. I thought it was a terrific trailer. They teased so much, and it doesn't look like they gave any anything away. And it set up a really interesting conflict where the reset that Barry does for some—I don't know exactly what he does, obviously yet until we see the film—but it's caused this version, this universe of Earth, to not have any metahumans, so no superpowered people. 
and Zod's invasion is coming to town. So I like how there's no Kal-El and rest of the team. And it's really up to Barry, Batman, and Supergirl to stop this threat. I thought it was a really terrific setup for the, for a new conflict. And it really it was a smart way to get rid of everyone in this story. To not have to try to explain away all of the other superheroes, especially with the DC universe expanding, but to say, oh, whatever I did, it, it, it erased all metahumans on this planet, so we're kind of we're kind of screwed as Zod's coming in, and as, as excited I was to see Michael Keaton back as Batman, I thought it was really fun to see Michael Shannon back as Zod. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, General Zod was a really terrific villain, very underrated um, comic book car- character villain, villain that we've seen in the movies so far, and he's, he's up there, I think, for comic book villains in film. And it's going to be a lot of fun to see him back in town. He got just that one film, obviously, but I'm really excited to see what he does with the General Zod character again. And it seems like you said there are no metahumans on this universe of Earth. And maybe they're trying to figure out a way to find Kal-El in this universe or jumpstart his powers or something. And it ends up, it looks like it's Supergirl. Sasha Kai, yeah. Kai playing uh, Kara, who's Supergirl. Awesome suit design. Um, I'm curious to see how the the banter is going to work with the two Barry Allens. I think it would be great. Uh, I'm curious because it seems like he's going a different route with the character acting and like there are little differences here and there. And the same thing with, uh, yeah. with what we saw in the Guardians of the Galaxy 3 trailer with Gamora, which we'll get into a little bit where, you know, she's Zoe Saldana is such a great actor. It's like a different Gamora, different idiosyncrasies and, and different uh, personality, personality traits, yeah. which is terrific. So clearly Barry's, Barry Allen has different personality traits because they're different Barry Allens. Really curious, we got both Batman in this. We have Keaton and Ben Affleck is coming back, clearly. He's got some great action sequences. Got a new motorcycle. Like new motorcycle, and the suit looks like the gray and blue suit, yeah. which looks awesome. I could be wrong, but it looked like that slow-motion shot was gray and blue, which I've been wanting to see for so long in a live-action adaptation, as well as some really great CGI and cinematography with, with Barry Allen, and it looks like Reverse Flash. The other Barry's going to be Reverse reverse Flash, I think. You got it, yeah. Uh, he's got the cool black suit, but that shot where they go like heel to heel, that was terrific. It looks awesome. Yeah, it, it looks like a lot of fun, and the CGI really looks fantastic. The animation's just top-notch, and it looks like, I mean, DC... They could have shut the shut this down and pulled a plug like they did with Batgirl, but it seems like they knew they had something really good on their hands, so they invested in it more by doing reshoots. And who knows what the future will be like for Ezra Miller going forward? Could this be Ezra Miller's last movie as The Flash? Possibly. I think that's definitely uh, to be considered, and it's, it seems like it could be likely. But we'll see going forward about the public reaction to seeing Ezra in a film again. I think that... Even though there's all the public uproar and they had a wild few months and obviously some really crazy stuff happened, I still feel like this film can make a billion dollars easily. Yeah, no I think problem. they're gonna kill Barry in this movie. Yeah, that seems it. it could be, and they might get a new a new Flash, a new version of the Flash. But I, I expect this movie to be extremely successful and to really ignite fan interest in DC again. And I know it's a trailer and everything's not complete yet. The CGI animations aren't complete. There are a few shots where I'm like, that looks like a recent reshoot green screen. Doesn't look terrific, but obviously they're working on the fly. They, how many? I wonder how many reshoots they had in this movie. And they've invested, it's probably up to $350 million this movie, I bet. Oh, probably, In terms yeah. of how much they've spent. Mm-hmm. And they need this movie to make a billion dollars. They really do. But that's obviously the big 
juicy trailer. Then next juicy. up, we have Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, which looks absolutely terrific. It looks like it's hitting all the beats. It looks like the most emotional as well. We have some really tough and, and dramatic moments of Star-Lord specifically screaming. And I'm guessing maybe the death of a character is going to be involved. Possibly Rocket, Rocket Raccoon is my guess is why he's screaming. Also, it opens up with him dealing with the death of Gamora. He seems like kind of lost his way. I wouldn't say I'm disappointed with the route of that kind of character because it seems like it's going to go the route of Thor of making him kind of like lost his way, mm-hmm. which we've seen so many times in the MCU oh, now yeah, with our, I know with, our with our yeah. main heroes. Mm-hmm. But I, that's the direction I thought it was going in at first. But then he seemed to be like his normal self. He got a jump started, but he, he does seem to be like quite the simp, just mm-hmm. like Thor ended up being quite the simp. <laughs> And he, like he's he'll he'll do anything like he sees Nebula. And it was funny like yeah. well, well your your eyes are beautiful like my my father removed these and replaced them as a form of torture. Well he chose a pretty set. <laughs> <laughs> Is he just going to be sipping after everyone? <laughs> <laughs> Is it well he, the comedy looks great and <laughs> the team looks fantastic and I'm I'm looking forward to this one. I wasn't totally in love with the teaser trailer they dropped a few months ago, but this one sold me on the film. It looks like a really good time and they didn't give much away. I'm really curious about couple of the new characters that we'll see more of obviously with maybe a, a second final trailer uh it looks like the gamora peter quill dynamic is going to be the highlight of the movie with zoe zaldana playing gamora as she was in the past from the first time we saw her so it's going to be really interesting their chemistry and it looked like it has all the stuff from the first guardians where you have drama tragedy comedy thrills Great action and a lot of excitement and just like looks like a fun ride. So I'm all aboard for Guardians Three. Groot looks awesome. Yeah, I'm most anticipated to hear the soundtrack. I cannot wait. Yeah, James Gunn always picks great music. They chose for Journey for this trailer. The Guardians of the Galaxy soundtracks are absolutely terrific. It's one of he's one of those directors that he just knows the kinds of the right kinds of songs for the right moods in his movies. He's like a, he's like kind of like on that level of Tarantino, Scorsese. They're just great at selecting great rock music or, or any kind of music for for parts of of movies so oh, i'm yeah. very excited to hear the soundtrack of gardens of the galaxy volume three can't wait to see that movie it's going to be the end of the trilogy so i wonder what's going to happen with all these characters afterwards and they didn't give anything away it looked like yeah unlike all the other M- yeah. mcu movie trailers yeah. that we've been getting where ant man I, I feel yeah. like i've seen the movie yeah but this <laughs> one i don't even know what it's about but maybe maybe they're setting it up with ant man where maybe that isn't the end that you think you saw i mean so it could be so wait wait until know. you see the movie before you can like I judge feel it. like i've seen the whole thing it's possible it's possible like no though it's, it's pos- possible no possible no mm-hmm. moving on to indiana jones five we got a 30 second spot during the Super Bowl, which told us to go check out the trailer, which was... There was no new full-length trailer, right? It was just some new footage. There's just yeah, some new the, footage the, the in that 30, spot. The 32nd spot is what's online. The big game spot. Yeah. Now, this trailer, we got some a new looks at, at stuff. We have a shot of him being saved from a plane that he was a prisoner of, clearly, by his niece, played by Phoebe Waller-Bridge, and they jump out of the plane. That's pretty much the majority of the new footage we got, as well as a little bit with Maz as the younger version of his Nazi self. And it opens up with, weren't you a Nazi? Are yeah. you no, Are you still a Nazi? Yeah. So, but also they wanted to get that in there, I think. Yeah. They wanted to get that line in this trailer specifically to show that, oh, we're going back to the roots of indie, indie versus Nazis. Did so, this get you more excited for the movie or no? Yeah, I thought it, w- I, and it was great to see. So I wasn't sure if, what happens with a lot of older characters in these legacy sequels is like they get saved all the time and the younger new person's always getting them out of trouble and 
telling them what to do. But in this case, I, I was worried that would happen in this film, but you could see from the plane escape that Phoebe Waller-Bridge's character, she said she went there to save him, but she's like hanging on for dear life and he has to kind of help save her. So they saved each other. Mm-hmm. So it's not gonna, just going to be someone carrying Indy to the finish line like I was worried it would be. I think that, that scene was evidence of that. that. That's a good point. And yeah. then he grabs her and they jump out the plane. It was, it was funny. He's like, what are you doing here? I was just, I came to save you. And she's like hanging on the end of the plane. It was pretty funny. And also we got an extended shot of one of the DH images, one of the DH shots of Harrison Ford where he reacts. He, he says, I think, maybe something and he punches someone and it looked really good in motion. I'll say and that. Salah has uh, yeah. a, an extra line. Um, so, very excited about this movie. I think it looks fantastic, and I can't wait to see it. Still yeah. haven't seen much about it. That's what's crazy about it. That's what's it. good. We've hardly seen anything. We got a little bit more of Mads Mikkelsen's evil Nazi character. I hope they go full evil with him. I don't want an empathetic Nazi. I want an evil, <laughs> evil guy. Won't. They won't. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to, I think, our favorite trailer from the Super Bowl would be Don't Air. put words in my mouth. Well, my favorite okay. trailer. <laughs> my favorite trailer from the Super Bowl is Air, directed by Ben Affleck, starring Matt Damon and Ben as well as an excellent cast, including Viola Davis, Chris Tucker, Marlon Wayans. And this is about the courting of Michael Jordan by Nike for their new Air shoes. And this is a great-looking biopic. And obviously, Ben's a terrific director. Working with Matt again. I don't think he's ever directed Matt in a movie, right? He has not. Which is really cool. Good point. So I'm excited to see their d- dynamic Yeah, together, I didn't think about that. See yeah. what they put on screen. And they haven't really acted together that much since the 90s and early 2000s in the same movies. So I love them together and I can't wait to see it. Yeah, just Dogma and then Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Those are just cam- the, yeah. the second one's just a cameo. Really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Dogma, they're, they're leads. And then uh, obviously with The Last Duel two years yeah, yeah, ago yeah, yeah, yeah. and then this movie. So gotcha. it looks like they're on a streak of... Hey, we're getting old. Let's just keep making. Let's make some movies together. We got a little it's more, been a while. A little more power in Hollywood. Yeah, we kind of do whatever do we what, want. We can now. make our projects. It looks really terrific. Uh, I like the the sports theme, but it's not about an athlete. So I, I find that very interesting. And obviously, the Air Jordan is probably the most influential shoe ever created. It's possible, and it's an extremely important thing in fashion's history. So I can't wait to see the incredibly fascinating. An intriguing story of how that came to fruition. Yeah, and I love like we already get the controversy involved. How Converse is like the king of the shoes in this in the sport world in yeah. basketball, and I love the ending shot of the original Air Jordans in like that blue container. It yeah, looks yeah. freaking sick. It looks really cool. I'm excited about that movie. Next up, we had a new trailer for Creed Three, which looks fantastic. Michael B. Jordan is directing this film, and Jonathan Major is coming in as the new antagonist to Adonis Creed. This trailer looks excellent. The filmmaking cinematography is very impressive for Michael B. Jordan being a first-time filmmaker. I like the conflict of someone from his past coming back to basically haunt him and try and take over the crown that he's earned. And his life, it looks like, it falls into disarray because of this new person in his life. So I think Jonathan Majors is super talented. I can't wait to see him trading blows with Michael B. And the fight... From what they show in the trailer, it looks sick. And I love the way that they edited this trailer. It's kind of like these three bars moving out. It's kind of like yeah. what Guy Ritchie does sometimes. He did it in The Man from Uncle, but it's like slowly cropping 
bigger and, and zooming out or zooming mm -hmm. into the shot. It's like kind of like slowly pushing into the story. It's a really ballsy thing to do for a Super Bowl $7 million commercial to do something that creative for a trailer. So I think that was a really cool decision. I expect this film to do a better performance than the other two films. There's a lot riding on this one. And then also Jonathan Major's star rising in a big way this past year. Rise. Rise. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan Major. Jonathan Major's origin. He's in every fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like Creed 3 might be the most successful of the Creed franchise so far. We'll see. It's very, it's highly anticipated for sure. Next up for during the Super Bowl, we had Super Mario's. We talked about that cute little fake plumbing company spot and like <laughs> call this number and the cheesy music and the voiceover. And I thought it was really hilarious. And again, I love when companies don't take themselves too seriously and just have fun with with an advertisement for even if you're spending seven million dollars on it, yeah, just whatever, dude. Let's let's do something interesting. It got me excited for the tone of the film. Yeah. You know what I mean. Next up, we have Fast X. Family. Family. <laughs> the end of the road begins. <laughs> That's the tagline. End of the road starts now. How many will there be after this? I don't know. This road is going to be a long one. It depends on how much it makes. <laughs> and we talked about it a couple of times this past week. And it, it's propulsive. It's got so much huge bombastic action. A gigantic cast. Rita Moreno is in this. I didn't even know she was in any of the previous ones. And. Plays Dom's mom. Yeah, yeah. Charlize <laughs> Theron's back. Brie, Brie Larson. Larson's back. And the cast is just, it's so big now. I had no idea how big of an ensemble it was. Uh, Jason Statham looks like he shows up near the end of the, like, second half of the film. My guy. It, this looks like it's exactly what fans of the franchise want and are looking for in every Fast movie. So, it's for if you love it, go go get them, Tiger. <laughs> Sick reference, bro. <laughs> they keep going bigger and bigger. All you are to me is an empty seat. Moving on to Transformers Rise of the Beast. This is the seventh <laughs> film in the Transformers franchise, wow. believe it or not. Heavily showcases the sexiest 1993 Porsche 911 Carrera RS 3.8. What a beautiful car. Voiced by Pete Davidson. Is <laughs> it Pete Davidson? The character, yeah. Oh, I thought his voice sounded familiar. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Everyone just keeps throwing money at that guy. Oh my god. He was in like five commercials. Yeah. Just like he's just there. Just like, <laughs> hey, you want a million dollars to Pete Davidson? Yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> wanna be in this commercial, Pete Davidson? Yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> you know, I was trying to figure out whose voice was the Transformer in the trailer, and I was like, that sounds so familiar. Who is that? I didn't realize it was Pete Davidson. It's pretty funny. It looks. I mean, I haven't seen a Transformer movie in in a minute, in a long time. I have I only saw the first three, and I've seen bits of one of the Mark Wahlberg ones, but I'm not sure which one it was exactly. And this trailer looks like it's like a lot of fun, uh, huge action. Seems to fit the same tone and style of the previous ones. Looks like a good time for fans of Transformers. Next, we yeah. had an a Heineken alcohol-free beer ad. For our Ant-Man and the Wasp quantum Can't have Disney promoting alcohol. Exactly. So they, they got a loophole in there. They figured <laughs> it out. They're promoting beer, but there's no alcohol in it. So the ants can have it. Antony can have it. <laughs> Man, they're clever. How do we get a beer ad with kids if it's alcohol-free? Because <laughs> it still looks like a Heineken. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, They're still promoting the brand. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's, it, you're right. That is yeah, a Yeah, have the alcohol-free one, everybody. <laughs> wink, wink. Now, there were a couple of trailers that came out that did not come out during the Super Bowl that we were expecting. 
both Oppenheimer and The Little Mermaid. Clearly, like we said earlier, didn't come out. But then a couple of trailers we expecting during the game came out before and after the game. So a trailer that came out before the game started was Scream 6. They released a new minute-long trailer, both on TV and online. Looks like a lot of fun. They're taking advantage <laughs> of... <laughs> you, got a, you need a different tagline today. Looks like a lot of fun. <laughs> he said it like six times. <laughs> These all look like a lot of fun. Looks like a lot of fun. <laughs> I <laughs> mean, I guess. <laughs> They're taking advantage of the New York setting with the, the high-rise apartments and stuff, and everyone's like walking across this ladder. But it looks like so the ghost-faced villain of this film is a worshiper of Ghostface in the past, and they've created like this big warehouse shrine to Ghostface, and... So it seems like it's both a fan of Ghostface, but they also have it's they have to tie it to one of the characters somehow. So we'll figure out how that's done. And also, they didn't even show Samara Weaving, and so I'm curious what her characters got to do in the film. And again, this isn't like those other Scream movies. <laughs> this is a cool Scream movie. <laughs> they keep saying in the trailer, "I'm not like those other Ghostfaces. I'm a cool Ghostface." <laughs> and then we got after the Super Bowl, we were waiting for a John Wick Four trailer. Which we've been seeing in theaters. It looks so good. But now we got news that they're doing a Wick Week advertising of like the next five days, six days is going to be heavy marketing on John Wick 4, which I can't wait to check out. Yeah, so they're going to drop like a new teaser trailer every week. And they showed this initial spot after the game. It was actually pretty smart to save money, I think. And the, the trailer said the game is over, but like it's John Wick start. John Wick Week starts so that... It's going to be fun to see the clips they roll out. I'm sure it's all going to lead up to a full final trailer that we'll see at the end of the week. They always have great marketing for John Wick movies. Lionsgate. And they always have excellent designs for their marketing campaigns as well as their posters are always incredible. Check out the John Wick posters online. They're freaking sick. Oh, yeah. So I, I can't wait to see what kinds of new posters are going to come out for this one. And obviously the marketing campaign I'm very excited about. My guess is that each day's little mini trailer is going to be showcasing a certain character. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Which means it's probably going to be a really long movie, too, if they're going to unveil this much footage. I bet this movie's two and a half hours. Yeah. We'll see. I hope so. Yeah. The trailer that we saw in theaters looks incredible. Looks like the best one. It looks honestly. freaking awesome, man. I can't wait. And we have Donnie Yen coming. We have one of the Scars Guards in there. You got to have you got to have a Scars Guard. Bill. Every movie's got to have at least one now. That's <laughs> a requirement. There's 14 Skarsgård actors, and they got they got a monopoly on, on the Swede castings in Hollywood. Four Swedish actors that aren't a Skarsgård. I know. You ain't getting any work. <laughs> Not getting any jobs. Good luck in Hollywood. What's your last name? Not Skarsgård? Get you, out of are here. You, are you six foot three? Oh, sorry. Not quite blonde. Not quite... <laughs> To blonde! <laughs> Not quite blonde, are you? <laughs> All right. Um, and speaking of the Super Bowl, the game was exhilarating and exciting until the last minute and a half with that ridiculous holding call. How, like... I get it. If there's a real penalty at the end of the game, you got to call it. But come on, that incredible game. It just ended the game. It was just yeah. def deflated the entire last two minutes of that game. And I couldn't believe it. Third and eight. Yeah. Red zone. 
BS holding call. He barely touched the guy, and I couldn't yeah. believe watching that. He did grab his jersey, but it, it, you could tell from the clip it didn't really change his momentum at all. A little, little pinch. Yeah. A little bit. Little I, baby was sh- pinch. I was shocked they called that because of how important of a moment it was and how impactful the call was because after that, all they had to do was just kneel it out and then kick a field goal. And I mean, it was it basically said when they threw that flag, it was like they basically threw that flag and said, Kansas City wins. Is basically what happened. Exactly, hundred percent. It was impossible for the Eagles to win that game after that. Flag it was ninety nine point nine percent probability. I'm sure. Nine point nine nine point nine 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 percent. Because statistically, all they, they could have probably scored a touchdown if they really wanted to. I mean, you're going to have end up having seven tries for the end zone now instead of three. Yeah. And again, but all they had to do was run the clock out, hit, yeah. click a field goal. They didn't have any timeouts. Philadelphia, so it was game over as soon as that call happened. And on top of that, the ball was pretty overthrown and it looked like he wasn't going to go catch it regardless uncatchable yeah it didn't look like it was a very catchable ball it looked like maybe if the ball was a little closer to him but it looked like Mahomes gave him a little too much room and that route wasn't quite as fast as he wanted it to be and that ball was nowhere near him so I'm shocked they threw that call I he did grab the jersey ever so slightly but I don't think it in- affected his momentum at all. I'm not shocked they made that call. <laughs> I'm not shocked. The NFL likes what they like. They like the Chiefs winning Super Bowls for sure. Yeah. Well, I'm in, in man. I accept, I really thought the Eagles would pull through. It's it was it's pretty sad when a game ends like if if the game ends with both teams giving it their all, duking it out. Yeah. yeah last but, second. But when a game ends like that, especially a Super Bowl, it's it's just it's kind of sad to see that the other team lost because of a penalty that was so questionable. So ticky And just basically given no chance to ever uh, rebuttal. So unfair. Yeah. It really is. If I was a Philly fan, I would be irate, and there were riots last night. Oh, were there? there was, yeah. Oh, I bet. <laughs> so I, I totally understand that. That was a ridiculous call. Holy crap. That's one of the worst calls I've ever seen in my entire life. And I know we're the Patriots fans. We've benefited from some questionable calls in the past, but that's is the most questionable call I think I've ever seen in a Super Bowl. Yeah, I think that, yeah, it was a mistake, and it, it basically kind of ruined the game. And yeah. What was the point of the game? Yeah. What was the point? Yeah, I, I'm always like, especially, well, if you can make that call during the game, but I think it's when it's, the game's on the line and it's near the end of the game, like, you got to let them play it out and let the players decide what happens rather than the, the refs, like, handing someone the game. Yeah, get this reference. Yeah. Let them fight. No. Ken Watanabe in uh, Godzilla vs. Kong. <laughs> you thought I would get that reference. Maybe. <laughs> I've seen it once. Let them fight. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> get out of here. All right, you got anything else on Super Bowl and Super Bowl trailers, commercials, anything? Any memorable commercials you can think of that you liked? The Breaking Bad one was great. Yeah. The Breaking Bad one was really funny. And then the Adam Driver Squarespace one was great. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> he's like you did it, Adam Driver. <laughs> that was really funny. That was really, really good. I, like, I cackled. I like the John Hamm, Brie Larson one with the, the Hamm yeah, and Hamm and Brie. Like, yeah. With your guy. With, with your favorite guy. Random Pete Davidson cameo. <laughs> hey, you want a million dollars here? <laughs> that guy is caking. He's not getting paid that much. He's getting paid. He's getting paid, but not a million. I don't know. It's a Super Bowl ad. I mean, they're, I think they're paying Bree and John that much, but I don't know. Maybe. Probably. Well, Bree's probably making the most in that commercial. You think? She's the biggest star right now out of the three of them. Probably. probably. For, I'm talking well, I mean, success-wise, okay, yeah. not fame-wise. Yeah. But, like, she's, for actors, she's Oh, yeah, she's top tier. Captain Marvel yeah. and Oscar winner. Yeah, exactly. Once you're an Oscar winner, that Oscar winner's salaries get bumped up for everything they do. They get paid after Oscars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
anyways, that wraps our reaction. You know what? That was, that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun, Anthony. <laughs> I keep looking at the camera over there. This is the audio only episode. <laughs> but um, Anthony's got a new tagline. Someone's going to have to make up a shirt for that. I hope but so. thanks so much for tuning into our reactions to the Super Bowl movie trailers and big game spots, as they were called this year. Make sure to tune into episodes this week that we have been dropping. Yesterday was Oppenheimer, everything we know. You don't want to miss that. We went through all of our theories, all of the production details we could find, some cool information about new technology that was developed just to make this movie, uh, trying to theorize how they made a replication of an atomic bomb without nuclear particles. <laughs> like There's no plutonium or uranium used. There's no nuclear device. No atoms were split. Yeah, it was not an actual yeah. bomb, but we talked about all the things as well as theories and what it might be about in terms of its place in history as well as tomorrow obviously is the weekly chat you won't want to miss that and then thursday we have an excellent episode and analysis on michael mann's 1995 crime thriller classic heat one of my favorite movies don't want to miss that at all so stay tuned thanks so much for tuning in everybody we'll talk to you soon see you next time raiders of the lost podcast is a mirror image production sound mixing done by jacob kosler Opening music by Chase Jackson.